0: Hi everyone and welcome to our show. Today we have segments from IUP's MUSC 240 class bringing you content simply about music. We're bringing you new technology, upcoming events, and much more, so stay right here.
1: All right, we have some upcoming events for you on Tuesday, September 15th. The Atlas Quartet will be performing 5 to 7 p.m.
0: On Wednesday, September 16th at 8pm, the percussion ensemble is performing the Intensity concert because who doesn't love drummers? Lastly, we have the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra coming on Wednesday, September 30th from 8-10pm to and that's definitely a concert that you don't want to miss, so make sure you come out and check it out.
1: And now we have Addison, Matt, Dan, and Joe bringing you a side-by-side with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. We are here live with Dan Lebo, a participant in the side-by-side event with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Thanks for being here today, Dan.
0: Thanks. We're going to ask you a couple questions to get an insight to this wondrous opportunity you have and many other students that were chosen as well.
1: First, What instrument are you playing and what position are you in with the orchestra? I play first violin in the orchestra and string ensemble. How long have you been playing the violin? I've been playing violin for just over three years. Only three years? That's a short amount of time to be playing. I actually made the switch to violin from guitar after playing guitar for about ten years. Wow. So, what made you want to participate in working with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra? I was actually given the opportunity to play with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra by Dr. Japaitis. He chose which of the members of the orchestra would receive this opportunity. So you didn't even get to audition like others had to? Nope. Well, that's, that's good. And so, finally, how does it feel to be playing the, side- the, the side-by-side with PSO? It's a great feeling. PSO is a world-renowned orchestra, and to have this opportunity to share the stage with them is something I've always dreamed of. Well, thanks, Dan, for answering our questions. So, um, that's all the time we have here. Uh,
0: So, well, thanks again, Dan, for the insight on the event, and be sure to come out and check out the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra here at IUP on September 30th at 8 p.m. over at Fisher Auditorium. We hope to see you there. Next, we have Hannah, Alyssa, and Jocelyn talking to Dr. Raconan, who runs the music library. So, Dr. O'Conan, what's a typical day like for you in the music library?
1: Well, I uh, really love being a music librarian. It was kind of hard to break in. I worked in an education library, in a science library, a general reference library. When I came here to IUP, this is the first time I actually worked in a music library. And I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> I just really love being a music librarian. I get up every morning and just look forward to coming in to work. The work of a librarian, there's, you do three different things. Um, we have to buy things that uh, music students may want, and then we have to catalog that stuff to make it available for the students, and then we have to find it again and help the students find what they have. So, reminds me of a surplus store in my hometown <laughs> that had a sign, we have anything you want if we can find it. <laughs> <laughs> and we really do have just about anything that any music student would want.
0: So going along that line, not only do we have the scores and the books in here, but what else do we have online in terms of databases that you can find?
1: I would say the library is at least more than half online nowadays. We have really some great databases to find literature about music, to articles and publications of that sort, and the the big ones are Music Index, which goes back a long ways, and it has uh, direct links to JSTOR, which gives you full text of these these things. And then we have RILM, which is a very powerful database. I often describe it as a 500-pound gorilla of databases, (laughs) and it's very powerful, and you can find a lot of material in that. And then the, the database that I think that most undergraduates would love is the IIMP, that's the International Index of Music Periodicals. And that's a full text database. It's it's, uh, limited to about four or five hundred journal titles and you can find a lot of good stuff and find it immediately. Now those are not the only databases. There's two really great music listening databases. So the two databases are the Classical Music Library and the other one is the Noxos Music Library and I love the Noxos Music Library because Noxos is probably the largest classical music catalog in the world right now and, and virtually all of the CDs that they have on their catalog are available in the databases. I'm, I'm also kind of the master of the music library homepage, and I put lots of goodies on there for music students. Mm-hmm. There are these massive music libraries, which are public domain libraries. One of these is the Petrucci Music Library. I-I-M-P-H, something of that sort. There's a link to it on our homepage. Mm-hmm. And there are many other ones like that uh, that are just fantastic. And I use those, and I encourage students to use them, because you can find a lot of music and a lot of music scores on there, a lot of which we have here in print. But you know, if you're uh, just using your telephone to search for things. You can look at a score, Beethoven's a Symphony, or something like that. That would you need.
0: Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. So I would like to thank you very much for taking your time out of your busy schedule. Thanks. Now we have Kayla, Vince, and Monique telling us about the Makey Makey board. Do you remember banging on Pops and Pans as a child while you were pretending to play the drum set in the band? Well, thanks to the inventors Jay Silver and Eric Rosenbaum, your days of imagining the tambour of a drum set are over. In 2010, Silver and Rosenbaum created a new product that has the ability to turn ordinary, everyday objects into instruments, game controllers, and supplements to computer programs. They call it the Makey-Makey board. This board can connect alligator clamps to staircases, and as you apply weight, can play a piano sound, and it basically creates a stairway piano. The board electronically sends keyboard strokes or mouse clicks like signals to the computer. These signals allow the Makey Makey board to work with any computer program or web page. The amount of uses for this board are unlimited. It can be used by all age groups from young children in elementary school to the elderly. The board provides countless aids in technology, music, and other classes for students as well. An example of being able to use the making making board in uh, in types of classes would be if you're introducing younger children to a new piece of technology or an expensive piece of technology, um, you can apply the making making board to say play doh or another type of substance and have them use that and see how it reacts with the computer versus using an expensive piece of technology by using the makey makey board you take away any risk of the student or child damaging the technology and thank you all for listening um we hope that we have given you some new ideas um about the makey makey board and hopefully you'll be able to incorporate it into your classrooms in the future or maybe even just for yourself so um thanks for listening thanks again everyone for listening and we hope you join us next time